It was 1961, the height of the Cold War. The Soviet Union was on the hunt for anything that would give them an edge over their political rivals, even ancient technologies. According to a Soviet scientist named Viktor Ivanovich, the KGB heard rumors of powerful artifacts hidden in a crypt near the Giza pyramids. As a result, they launched Project ISIS. A versatile team of Soviet personnel descended into the tomb to survey the burial chamber. Inside, they found a large stone remained in the center of the room. It was an ancient Egyptian coffin, a sarcophagus. The men lifted the heavy lid from the casket and shone their flashlights toward the darkness. At first, all they saw was dust emerging like mist off a lake. But once the dust settled, they noticed something tucked inside, a mummified corpse. Wrapped in cloth, the body measured six and a half feet tall, which was much larger than any other Egyptians at the time. And when the KGB ran tests to determine its age, they found the carcass was nearly 12,000 years old. Meaning this was no ordinary mummy. This being had lived 7,500 years before Egypt existed. The KGB believed there was only one explanation. They'd stumbled upon the body of an extraterrestrial. Welcome to Conspiracy Theories, a Spotify original from ParCast. Every Monday and Wednesday, we dig into the complicated stories behind the world's most controversial events and search for the truth. I'm Carter Roy. And I'm Molly Brandenburg. And neither of us are conspiracy theorists. But we are open-minded, skeptical, and curious. Don't get us wrong. Sometimes the official version is the truth. But sometimes it's not. You can find episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. This is our one-part episode about the oldest of the seven wonders of the world, the Pyramids of Giza. These early monuments were some of the largest, most foreboding structures on the planet. But the question of how they were built still plagues historians today. In this episode, we'll explore the pyramid's inner chambers and attempt to solve one more ancient mystery. What was their true purpose? Some conspiracy theorists believe the pyramids were more than just tombs for Egyptian kings. They think they were constructed to honor the pyramid's original creators, ancient aliens. But another theory points to a more practical purpose. Perhaps the structures were primitive power plants, storing and supplying energy all throughout Egypt. We'll dive into all that and more coming up. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. 
The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When we think of ancient Egypt, it's hard not to picture the iconic Sphinx or the Great Pyramids. But during the 30th century BCE, these desert sands weren't yet peppered with these famous limestone monuments. Instead, rulers and high-ranking Egyptians were buried underneath squat, flat-roofed structures called mastabas. At first glance, a mastaba looked like a modest one-story building. But inside, a long shaft stretched deep underground. At the bottom, behind a wall of stones, was a body, laid to rest inside its burial chamber. These mastabas inspired one Egyptian architect named Imhotep to build a more elaborate shrine. Around the 27th century BCE, he was tasked with constructing the tomb for a king named Djoser. So rather than use a single mastaba, Imhotep stacked them on top of one another. Despite the tomb's size and grandeur, the king would be the only one buried in the vault. The end result was the Pyramid of Djoser, believed to be the world's oldest pyramid. Around 2580 BCE, a 20-ish-year-old prince named Khufu ascended to the Egyptian throne. Historians know very little about this mysterious ruler. There is only one known statue of him, and it happens to be the smallest piece of Egyptian sculpture ever discovered, standing at a mere three inches tall. Ironically, the ruler with the tiniest figurine would eventually build the biggest monument. After becoming king, Khufu began construction on a massive project, an undertaking located on the Giza Plateau. Egyptian kings, as far back as the first dynasty, had transformed this dusty plain into a sprawling necropolis, a city of tombs. It loomed over the ancient capital of Memphis and was in close proximity to the Nile, a river that provided fertile soil for crops and access to trade routes. Thanks to its prime location, Khufu saw the Giza Plateau as a plot of untapped opportunity. And he wanted to build something far more impressive than your average burial site. Khufu planned a structure that would soar toward the heavens, a colossal feat worthy of deities. His monument would come to be known as the Great Pyramid of Giza. Most historians believe the Great Pyramid was built with the intent of becoming a tomb. But authors Robert Bauval and Adrian Gilbert wrote, quote, To refer to the gigantic pyramid complexes at Giza as royal cemeteries with royal tombs is like calling the Palace of Versailles a house or St. Peter's Basilica in Rome a chapel. In short, the word tomb hardly does it justice. 
It's an impressive undertaking, both in design and sheer size. The Great Pyramid of Giza originally stood at 481 feet tall, which is 175 feet higher than the Statue of Liberty. Each side averages about 750 feet long, more than two football fields across. It took an estimated 2.3 million limestone blocks to assemble. But these were far from small clay bricks. Each slab weighed between 5,000 and 30,000 pounds. That's more than double the weight of a smart car. But the inside is even more confounding. The pyramid is filled with confusing corridors and unexplained chambers. Let's light a torch and step inside this enormous labyrinth. As soon as you step into the pyramid, you'll notice an ascending path into the darkness. Eventually, that walkway will split into two directions. One leads to the queen's chamber, a small room with a pointed ceiling lined with varnished limestone blocks. Despite its name, scholars think it could have been used to house funeral gifts for the king, not for the corpse of a queen. If you were to take the other route, you'd walk through the Grand Gallery, a narrow 151-foot-long hallway with high ceilings. Again, no one's sure what this room was used for, but archaeologists theorize it was a ceremonial passage to the monument's main attraction, the King's Chamber. While the rest of the structure is made of yellowish limestone, this room is not. It's lined entirely with hard granite blocks. There's two small narrow shafts in the room that offer a direct shot to the pyramid's exterior. Scholars still aren't sure what these tunnels were meant for, but their design seems purposeful because they're almost perfectly facing north and south. Many wonder how the ancient Egyptians could have pulled this accuracy off. Because of the slight swaying of the Earth's axis, stars in the night sky appear to shift over time. What we know as the North Star didn't actually point north 4,500 years ago when the Great Pyramid was built. Meaning the Egyptians probably didn't use this to guide them. And compasses hadn't been invented yet either. Another reason why their precision was so startling. In fact, almost every detail about the Great Pyramid is a marvel. Without access to modern machinery, many wonder how they could have pulled off such a remarkable feat. Not to mention how they got some of the stone to build the pyramid in the first place. The closest granite deposit was about 500 miles away. For centuries, scholars have been trying to unearth these exact answers, but the first written report of the pyramids didn't seem to have come until 2,000 years after they were built. A Greek historian named Herodotus was one of the first to closely investigate the Great Pyramid of Giza. Scholars often refer to him as the father of history, a title given to him by Roman orator and lawyer Cicero. Herodotus spent his life sailing across the Mediterranean, collecting myths, traditions, historical accounts, and local legends from all over. In his book, The Histories, he chronicles his time in Egypt during the 5th century BCE. He even helped give the country its iconic nickname, the Gift of the Nile. 
When Herodotus inquired about the Great Pyramid of Giza, one of his Egyptian guides told him it took 100,000 men to build it in a matter of 20 years. Considering it took around 200 years to build the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, that's quite an achievement. Herodotus also wrote about the cruel reign of the King Khufu. According to him, Khufu closed the temples and forbade Egyptians from practicing their religions. To add insult to injury, he then forced them into backbreaking labor to build his pyramids. But we have to take this information with a grain of salt because Herodotus had another nickname worth mentioning, the father of lies. Herodotus was more concerned with telling a good story than presenting the truth. And in the 1990s, one discovery suggested that this was probably the case. During that period, Egyptian archeologists unearthed several tombs dotting the Giza Plateau. The nine-foot deep shafts housed dozens of bodies belonging to the pyramid's laborers. Though they were just skeletons, they had been preserved by dry sand and buried with jars of beer and bread to take with them to the afterlife. The skeletons were tucked in the fetal position, with their heads facing west. According to ancient Egyptian beliefs, this was the direction where the dead dwelled. If they were enslaved, it's unlikely they would have been buried in tombs and with such reverence and care. Not only were these laborers buried ceremonially, they also seemed to be well-fed. In Hate al-Gharab, a small town known as the Lost City of the Pyramid Builders, researchers found 25,000 sheep, 8,000 cattle, and 1,000 pig bones. That's a lot of protein. When it came to sustenance, it seems these workers were well taken care of. Which was much needed. Their skeletons showed signs of arthritis and other back problems brought on by hard labor. Even if they had an abundance of resources, it was still a physically demanding job. Either way, this discovery showed that the workers likely built the pyramids voluntarily. Although historians still question what would motivate so many Egyptians to do such backbreaking work, even to the point of death. Despite the dangers, the Great Pyramid was just the start. Two smaller pyramids were built afterwards, although neither got us closer to understanding their true significance. In the years since they were constructed, shifting sands submerged the entryways. Medieval thieves plundered the tombs, stealing valuables and other potential clues that might have been buried with them. Then again, it's possible that Khufu never left any clues in the first place. After all, the builders were eerily silent about the project. There were no blueprints or paintings ever found to describe their process. For a culture known for hieroglyphic documentation, it's telling that none were made about its most wondrous achievement. Unless that was all part of a plan to hide the truth about the pyramid's true creators. Coming up, the Egyptians get some extraterrestrial help. Pirates. For centuries, the world has been fascinated by them. In films like Pirates of the Caribbean, they're portrayed as swaggering anti-heroes. 
in books like Treasure Island, they're fearsome villains. But who were they really? That's the question that Real Pirates, the new Spotify original from Parcast, answers. The whole thing about a pirate ship is that they were heavily manned. But you could have 100 pirates on board, so these are floating violence factories. At the same time, pirates were really fascinating characters, in a way. If you were born poor, you stayed poor. Pirates, on the other hand, they were able to transcend that social boundary. They didn't see themselves just as thieves and brigands. They saw themselves as social revolutionaries. Set sail under the black flag alongside notorious outlaws like Blackbeard, Charles Vane, Anne Bonny, and Mary Reed. Join us for episodes airing weekly starting November 15th. Follow and listen to Real Pirates for free on Spotify. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Now back to our story. During the 26th and 25th centuries BCE, three mammoth pyramids were built on the Giza Plateau. These monuments inspired awe for centuries, but their true purpose remains a mystical puzzle, plaguing scientists and historians alike. While many believe they were used as tombs for Egyptian kings, there's little evidence to prove that this was their sole purpose. Scholars have been left to wonder if they could have had some alternative use. But how they were built was also an enigma. There's no evidence of wooden platforms or scaffolding used to aid in construction. Neither the wheel nor the conventional rope and pulley system seem to be invented yet. It's hard for many to fathom how these incredible structures were man-made. Which is why some believe maybe they weren't. This brings us to our first conspiracy theory. The pyramids were built with the help of friends in high places. Aliens from outer space. The Egyptians worshipped their kings with utter reverence, but they also idolized an ancient god, one who supposedly ruled long before these monarchs. His name was Sa, also known as the father of the gods. In ancient Egyptian funerary texts, Sa is depicted as a man commanding a boat, but he's sailing through an unusual background, the solar system. It's because of this that Sa earned himself another nickname, Dweller in the Orion. This seemed pretty strange. Clearly, ancient Egyptians didn't ride ships through the cosmos. However, according to author Eric von Deniken, it's possible that aliens visited Earth during ancient times, and he believed the Egyptians may have mistaken those travelers for supernatural gods. Von Denikin suspected that the alien visitors used their advanced technologies to build the pyramids, though he doesn't say how. After the pyramids were complete, the aliens returned to their home. This theory mirrors what the Egyptians thought about Saw. In the oldest known Egyptian writings, called the Pyramid Texts, Saw was said to have had, quote, a season in the sky and a season on Earth. So, some assume that at one point, 
Saw ruled on land, but also spent a season elsewhere. While it sounds outlandish, the pyramid itself may hold secrets that back up this theory. In 1940, a British Air Force pilot flew his plane across the Giza Plateau. When he looked down, he noticed something odd about the Great Pyramid. Each of the four sides were divided into two almost concave panels, meaning the pyramids actually have eight sides, not four. It was an optical illusion that had been missed for millennia. Up until this point, scholars assumed the pyramid was meant to be viewed from below, in the nearby capital of Memphis. But the pilot's photos revealed that perhaps it was intended for another audience, maybe its creators in the sky. There's another detail that's even harder to explain. The Great Pyramid is located at a latitude that matches the speed of light. Both values are the exact same number. 2997-92458. Maybe the ancient Egyptians knew the speed of light, a revelation that, on paper, was said to be discovered millennia later, in 1676, by a Danish astronomer. Yet this number is way too large to be a coincidence, unless they had otherworldly help. Surprisingly, the Great Pyramid of Giza has other enigmas. Between 2010 and 2011, researchers brought in a small four-wheeled robot to explore the Queen Chamber's mysterious shafts. Since the shaft's discovery in 1872, experts thought they might have been used for ventilation for the workers. But over the years, researchers had found secret doors in the shafts, unsure of what was behind them. Therefore, this expedition set out to further investigate these small passageways. The tiny vehicle made its way to explore the southern shaft, up an opening about eight inches wide, and traveled to the end of the nearly 200-foot-long tunnel. There, behind the door, it discovered another hidden chamber, painted with elaborate symbols. Robert Bauval and Adrian Gilbert, authors of The Orion Mystery, thought that if the Egyptians went through the trouble of concealing the chamber, then it had to be important. They said it could have been, quote, central to their religion and perhaps connected with their motivation for building the pyramids in the first place. Some scholars believe that the hieroglyphics discovered in the southern shaft are numerical signs left behind by builders recording the total length of the tunnel. Concerning the shafts themselves, though, their purpose remains unclear, although the king's chamber might provide some hints. In that hall, there are similar tunnels, but as we mentioned, these point in very distinct directions. One passageway opens up toward the North Star, the other toward a familiar constellation, Orion's Belt. Balval and Gilbert argue that these shafts allowed the soul of the dead king to escape towards something or someone in the astral plane. Perhaps the Egyptians were paying homage to the pyramid's real creator, Saw, by sending him the soul of Khufu. Still, the greatest evidence for alien intervention lies in the layout of the monuments themselves. If we view them from above, the three pyramids of Giza are arranged in an unusual pattern. 
The Great Pyramid and the Pyramid of Khafra are monstrous in size and line up in a perfect diagonal. But further away, there's a much smaller structure, the Pyramid of Menkaure, which doesn't quite sit on the same axis. It's strange that the King Menkaure would settle for a smaller pyramid, especially considering it was built after the other two, unless this was intentional. After all, there is one arrangement that mirrors the three pyramids perfectly, Orion's Belt. Balval and Gilbert argue that the size of the pyramids also corresponds to the stars in Orion's Belt. The brighter the star, the larger the pyramid, which again may be why the Pyramid of Menkaure is on the small side. Possibly it's another homage to the pyramid's true creator, the astral god Saw. But there is one major flaw with this theory. As we mentioned, the wobbling of the Earth's axis means stars in the night sky appear to shift over time. The pyramids only mirror Orion's belt as it looked in 10,400 BCE. That's nearly 8,000 years before ancient Egypt existed. Yet there's a reason we shouldn't write this off. In Egyptian origin myths, there's an era commonly referred to as Zeptepi, or first time. According to ancient papyrus, Egyptians believe that during this period, the god Osiris ruled over the land. First time was a happy and noble era, when a race of deities lived amongst the people. The legend of Osiris concludes with his death and rebirth as the king of the underworld. Egyptians believed his soul's final resting place could be found in the stars, specifically the Orion constellation. According to Bauvel's and Gilbert's calculations, Zeptepi occurred at a very specific time, 10,450 BCE, around the same time that the Giza pyramids flawlessly matched Orion's belt. Perhaps that's why there's hardly any ancient documents explaining how the pyramids were made. Maybe they weren't created by Egyptians at all. As author Graham Hancock explained, the pyramids might have been built by a culture shrouded in even more mystery, a lost civilization. This highly advanced society existed thousands of years before the Egyptians, but was supposedly wiped out by a cataclysmic event. Perhaps that culture worked alongside the star gods, and together they designed the pyramids to mirror the deity's true home in outer space. It's far-fetched, I will say, but the idea that aliens were a part of ancient Egypt is a big part of the cultural imagination. For instance, in 2001, the documentary The Secret KGB Abduction Files aired on TV. In it, Soviet scientist Viktor Ivanovich claimed that the USSR had uncovered an alien corpse on the Giza Plateau. The film even showed grainy black and white footage of Soviet soldiers raiding the Egyptian tomb. As exciting as the movie was, there was no evidence to back it up. There was a real-life engineer named Viktor Ivanovich who defected to the U.S., but he never admitted to finding aliens or their technology in Egypt. Even without proof, I understand why pyramids and aliens seem to go hand in hand. 
There are far too many astronomical coincidences to ignore, from the latitude coordinates matching the speed of light to the Orion's belt formation, the pyramids seem undoubtedly linked to the night sky. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the absolute truth, I'll give this theory a 3 out of 10. I'm not as convinced. Archaeologists have found plenty of architects buried in the sands of Giza that appear to be distinctly from the Khufu era, meaning between 2500 and 2400 BCE, not 10,400. And just because the Egyptians studied the stars doesn't mean they knew aliens who lived there. For that reason, I think this theory deserves a 2 out of 10. That's fair. Perhaps the limestone behemoths were more than just tombs or shrines to the gods. Maybe they served a powerful, more practical purpose, one that transformed life in Egypt as we understand it. Coming up, the pyramids may have been a prehistoric power plant. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Oh, that's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, back to our story. The pyramids of Giza were shrouded in mystery, even for modern-day Egyptians that once lived alongside them. No one is certain on how they were made or what they were actually used for, and a lack of archaeological evidence only compounded the mystery. One theory is that the pyramids existed to worship the stars. However, Recent findings suggest the monuments served a practical, more powerful purpose. This brings us to conspiracy theory number two. The monuments were actually the source of a lost technology, a power plant that supplied Egypt with electricity. Manufacturing engineer Christopher Dunn believed that the Great Pyramid of Giza may have been a six million ton battery. Egyptians could have harnessed power through the structure and siphoned it out for things like construction and lighting. And supposedly, this energy came from a single source we all know well, planet Earth. From Antarctica to Algeria to the Indian Ocean, scientists have discovered a low droning noise coming from the Earth's core. It's described like static on a television set, slowed down 10,000 times. In his book, The Giza Power Plant, Dunn explains that this noise was generated by the Earth's geomagnetic field. The force seems to originate from 1,800 miles below the planet's surface, where molten metals churn. When heat escapes these turbulent molten metals, it creates a subtle electrical current. Engineers aren't interested in tapping into this source of energy, considering it's about 50% weaker than a strong refrigerator magnet. 
But Dunn believed the ancient Egyptians actually found a way to harness and amplify it for use. He claimed it was possible to draw energy from one object to another if both vibrating frequencies were in harmony. And he thought maybe the Earth's power could be extracted in the same way, although the sheer size of the planet would make that extremely difficult. One would need an instrument the size of a building tuned perfectly to match the planet's resonance. Dunn believed this device was the Pyramid of Giza. It made sense considering the monument already displayed some unique sound amplification abilities. In 1836, Colonel William Richard Howard Weiss reported that he could stand in the King's Chamber and hear a conversation coming all the way from the underground pit. Self-proclaimed documentarian Boris Said also witnessed the odd capabilities of the pyramid. When he ran experiments with the help of an audio engineer, they realized that the pyramid's structure specifically enhanced the frequencies of an F-sharp chord, the same exact chord believed to be the Earth's constant hum. What doesn't make sense, though, is why the Egyptians would bury their kings inside one of these energy reactors. Well, supposedly in 820 CE, a team led by a Muslim ruler named Caliph al-Mamun hacked their way through the solid limestone and into the Great Pyramid. Eventually, they made their way to the king's chamber, salivating over the possibilities of untold treasure. But when they peeked over the edge of the sarcophagus in the center of the room, they were horrified by what they saw. There was absolutely nothing. The sarcophagus was empty. In fact, to this day, not a single body has ever been recovered from the pyramids in Giza, only the local tombs surrounding them. Archaeologists think that during construction, the Egyptians realized the Goliath triangles would be targeted for plunder, so after they built it, they decided to bury their kings and their belongings elsewhere. But the absence of riches doesn't explain the pyramid's electrically conductive design. For example, the walls of the queen's chamber were lined with a layer of salt. Dunn surmised this crust could have come from only one thing, a chemical reaction. Egyptians could have used the pyramid's mysterious shafts like funnels. From outside, they poured chemicals down these pipes and into the queen's chamber. Inside, the compounds blended and formed a powerful hydrogen gas that helped power the pyramid, almost like the sulfuric acid inside a battery. Dunn claimed that this gas then flowed upwards through the structure and into the king's chamber. The king's chamber was built with granite that contained 55% silicone quartz crystal. The mineral was highly conductive, which in theory would have been great for transmitting electricity. But this wasn't the only evidence Dunn found to support his power plant idea. The lining of the pyramid appeared to play a critical role as well. The white limestone that encased the structure held insulating properties. These may have prevented electricity from being released, meaning the Egyptians could have gathered the power, stored it, and siphoned it whenever they needed a charge. If this is true, it's an amazing feat of engineering chemical, electrical, and acoustical. From the hidden passageways to the reaction chambers, not one feature went unused. 
Each element appears to be designed to enhance another. As Dunn wrote, modern concert halls are designed and built to interact with instruments performing within. The Great Pyramid can be seen as a huge musical instrument with each element designed to enhance the performance of the other. While Dunn went through great lengths to support his theory, it's vague as to what the Egyptians actually used this energy for. One idea is that they used the power to build the pyramid itself. For centuries, historians have marveled at the stonework on the pyramid. These slabs of granite, weighing up to 80 tons, were intricately carved. But they aren't sure how. Simple tools and brute strength literally could not cut it. Dunn believed that the pyramid itself was the answer. The builders harnessed the electricity emanating from the pyramid to sculpt the very stone it was built from. Perhaps the Egyptians invented the world's very first power tools. But there's a problem with this theory. Archaeologists have spent decades uncovering artifacts from around the site. Not once have they stumbled on some sort of prehistoric power drill. It also creates a chicken-or-the-egg situation. How would they power their tools to build the pyramid if the pyramid hadn't yet been built? Excellent point. That said, Dunn isn't the only one to propose the idea of ancient electricity. Scholars wonder how the builders saw their way through the darkness of the pyramid. Archaeologists haven't uncovered remnants of soot, so it seems they didn't use torches, but some other source of light. The town of Dendera, Egypt, might hold the answer. There, a sacred crypt lies hidden in the Temple of Hathor. The carvings on the crypt walls show humans holding a pair of devices, instruments shaped like long, thin light bulbs. They have what appears to be a socket and a cord winding through them. These carvings, combined with Dunn's power plant hypothesis, show something amazing. Ancient Egyptians may have had access to electricity centuries before Thomas Edison was even born. But just because they looked like light bulbs doesn't mean they were. It's more likely a case of pareidolia, the tendency for humans to find meaning in something ambiguous. However, we ought to view the carvings in the perspective of Egyptian mythology, not modern technology. In these illustrations, what looks like a socket is actually the lotus blossom. Emerging from it is not a filament, but a snake, the deity Horus. And while they may look like electric bulbs, they are actually the bulbs of a flower. It's a little less exciting, but considering the lack of any switches or electrical artifacts, this interpretation is far more convincing. I will say Dunn does a good job at backing up his case the power plant theory explains why the Egyptians lined the inner chambers with electrically conductive minerals, and it does seem to have the makings of a real chemical reactor, where each room has a specific function. Nothing is left unexplained, except what they use the energy for. For that reason, I'll give this theory a 5 out of 10. I'm far more skeptical. If the geomagnetic field is so weak, I doubt even a pyramid could amplify its energy. If it could be done, I'm sure modern-day engineers would have tried to recreate that process by now. Aside from that, Dunn predicates his theory on the fact that none of the Egyptian kings were ever buried inside the pyramids of Giza. Sure, historians have never found a corpse, 
But they have found ancient texts that specifically say that pyramids were little more than tombs. Intricate, empty ones, but still tombs nonetheless. Not to mention, archaeologists have been able to find bodies in other Egyptian pyramids outside of Giza. So it's not unheard of. Therefore, this theory only gets a two from me. I agree that burial tombs make the most sense for why these structures were built. But archaeologists still struggled with how until the 21st century when they finally made a groundbreaking discovery. In 2011, Egyptologist Pierre Talley dug through a series of 30 caves located a few miles from the Red Sea. During his first season, he realized the limestone caverns were likely an ancient harbor used to store boats. But on his third expedition in 2013, he found entire rolls of papyri, some a few feet long. These were the oldest papyri ever uncovered. They were written in a combination of hieroglyphics and cursive script. The papyrus were written by the Egyptians who participated in the building of the Great Pyramid. Egyptologist Mark Lehner said the clean and orderly hieroglyphics were, quote, like Excel spreadsheets of the ancient world. Among the papyri was a logbook held by an unknown official named Merer. He'd led a group of 200 men to the town of Tura, which was known for its limestone deposits. The crew filled the boats with blocks. Merer then transported the blocks up the Nile River to Giza, where they unloaded the stone in an intricate series of canals and waterways. Once the slabs were unloaded, they rolled them over on special tracks. These are the same limestone blocks that outline the Great Pyramid today. What the text didn't mention was how these builders moved the rocks up the steep slopes of the pyramid. But in 2018, researchers in the Egyptian desert found a 4,500-year-old complex rope and pulley system complete with a ramp flanked by two staircases and wooden poles. On the sloping ramp, workers could have attached a sled to the wooden pillars and using ropes, they could have pulled the blocks up a slope with a steep incline. Admittedly, this contraption is not directly linked to the pyramids, it was discovered in a quarry far from Giza, but it does show the kind of engineering ingenuity the Egyptians possessed at the time. The more we learn about ancient Egypt, the more awe-inspiring the civilization becomes. Considering the breathtaking wonder of the pyramids, it's no surprise they come with theories of ancient aliens and modern technologies. But those theories fall prey to a sort of elitism. They assume the Egyptians couldn't possibly have built these marvels themselves. As paleontologist Julian Benoit wrote, they perpetuate the racist notion that only Europeans, white people, ever were and ever will be capable of such architectural feats. To try to make sense of a complicated world, we often latch onto familiar or even radical explanations. For instance, Dunn, the manufacturing engineer, looked at the pyramid and saw a hydrogen reactor. In the same vein, an astrologist might notice the similarities between the pyramids and Orion's belt. But to see the truth, sometimes you have to be open to ideas that aren't right in front of you. As Egyptologist Pierre Talley said, most new evidence is found 
in the periphery. Thanks for tuning in to Conspiracy Theories. We'll be back next time with an all-new episode. You can find all episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. Until then, remember, the truth isn't always the best story. And the official story isn't always the truth. Conspiracy Theories is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Dick Schroeder, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Conspiracy Theories was written by Ben Caro, with writing assistance by Lori Gottlieb and Mackenzie Moore. Fact-checking by Adriana Romero, and research by Coleman Gray. Conspiracy Theories stars Molly Brandenburg and Carter Roy. For centuries, the world has been fascinated by them. Blackbeard, Charles Vane, and Bonnie. Who were they really? Real Pirates is a new Spotify original from Parcast. Join us starting November 15th as we bring the true story of pirates to life.